0: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on episode 11, season three of the standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We are here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. Evening, Richie. Uh, For the first time in quite a while, I'm speechless about that Warriors performance, but I'm sure I'll find some points when we talk about it later on in the show. But what did you think of the round?
2: Evening, Brad. For the most part, it was it was good. Apart from obviously the game that we put the most interest into, so yeah, we'll do our best to unpack it when we come <laughs> across it.
1: Yeah, I'm sure we will. And while we're here live on uh, Wednesday evenings at 8 p.m., you can also catch our show at your convenience on iHeartRadio at your. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was rugby league, including our top stories of the week, a review of Round Nine, and an update on our tips. We'll then answer some questions from you guys as well as some questions we've got for each other. Um, we'll then go into a preview of the Magic Round and make our picks uh, before ending the night with a recap of the Super League. and see Simon's here. Evening, Simon.
2: G'day, Simon.
1: Um, so, yeah, remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show. But we may as well jump straight into it and rip the Band-Aid off, if you will, um, and get into the top stories of the week. Um, first one I've got is uh, Kieran Foran announced that he signed with the Titans on a two-year deal from 2023. Um, what's what's your take on that decision?
2: Um, it's, I don't know, is it a admission from the Gold Coast Titans that they shouldn't have got rid of Fogarty and maybe they left themselves a bit thin in the halves, perhaps? Um... I think...
1: Yeah, I think so. You
2: think so? Yeah, handy pickup, I think. He's getting towards the tail of the end of his career, but it, at the very least he'll bring a lot of experience. Hopefully he'll bring the best version of Kieran Foran because we ten, we've tend to have seen the best out of him wearing the Sea Eagles jersey and, and not a lot away from there. So hopefully yeah. Gold Coast get the best version of him.
1: Yeah, that was probably my only concern is that is Kieran Foran's a good player, but is he a good player for Manly? and a mm. sub player everywhere else. I know he's had a lot of injuries and other concerns off the field that probably didn't help in his time with the Eels, the Bulldogs, and the Warriors. Um, but I thought there were glimmers at the Bulldogs of seeing um, the old, the in four and foreign of old, and he's really bounced back um, since returning to Manly. I was hoping he'd kind of end his career with Manly. Um mm. But, yeah, he he's taken an opportunity. And, yeah, I think the Titans, they need um, – we'll cover it a bit more in their game, but they're in desperate need of some experience um, to yeah. help lead them around the park. So I think it's a handy pickup. Um, but onto the next bit of news, probably not so handy of a pickup. Cody Nicareem has been granted <laughs> his release from the Warriors, and he's joined the Rabidos immediately um, to the point where he's even going to play against the Warriors this weekend at Magic Round. Um, he's signed on for the rest of this year and he's got a player option in his favour for next year. What's what's your take on um, Nickarima going to the Rabbitos?
2: It depends, again, what version of him turns up. We know what he can do when he's on. We haven't seen a lot of him being on whilst he's been at the Warriors, so if recent form's anything to go by, I'm not too concerned about him this weekend. Um, (laughs) Hopefully he doesn't prove me wrong there.
1: Yeah, I think um, he he's going there in the number 14 role, and I think yes. that is his best position, and it's something on this show and in my writing of championed making him the 14 for the Warriors, but he always seemed to be very reluctant to do that. He wanted to be a half, but he's gone to the Rabbitohs now and is happy to go wherever they put him. Um, uh, I hope he goes well from round 11 onwards. Um, don't want to see him do well this week. Yeah. But um, yeah, good luck to him with his new journey. Um, and on that same note with letting uh, Nick Arena go, the Warriors have also been given uh, Ronald Volkman and Freddie Lussick. We talked about it last week. There were rumors going on that they were trying to get them early. Um, it's now official. Um, Volkman, obviously, he signed that three-year deal we talked about last year. Um, but Lusick's only currently signed until the end of this season, basically as a uh, hooker cover. Um, I know we talked about it a bit last week, but now that's official, do you have any further takes on it?
2: I'm just really interested to see what kind of role these guys will play now that we've got them immediately. Obviously, Volkman's one for the future, but Lusick in particular being only um, signed for this season, I'm interested, interested to see what kind of capacity he's used in. Because we had. Um Otacolo there anyway as hooker cover. Um I kind of thought we might bleed him in a bit, but uh maybe that's those plans are on the back burner with that Freddie Lussick signing. What do you reckon? Yeah.
1: Yeah, potentially. Um it might just be showing that they think Otto Colo's not ready yet. Yeah. Um, which is probably fair. I think he was still a little bit away before getting thrown in, but in his defense, um essentially all the games he's been thrown in this year he's been thrown in his second rower yeah um so it's they're not really helping him by making him play out of position but I haven't seen a lot of either of these two play I I will be surprised if we see Volkman pop in this year I think it's um getting Amir early to get him into the system and to get him learning everything first uh but we'll we'll have to see what happens and see. For all we know, they could end up being named in the seventeen for this Saturday's game. Yeah. Um we'll just have to see what happens. And yeah, see Mark Mark says Cody loves a debut at Suncorp.
2: He does. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> um next bit of news we'll keep going with the signing rumors and stuff. The Storm have apparently um offered a, a better deal to Cameron Munster um with all the, the Dolphins talk and everyone saying, no, the Dolphins. Um, I guess Munster is slowly becoming the sole target that the Dolphins have left. Um, but the Storm, they originally offered him a two-year deal for $1.5 million, so around 750 a year. They've apparently increased that deal to three years with a little bit more money. No official talk on um, what the new value is. But what do you see, Richie? Do you see him staying with the Storm or becoming a Dolphin? They're, they're, the Dolphins are apparently offering him $1.2 million a year.
2: Part of me hopes he stays at the Storm. Um, he, watching him this year, he's sort of gone back to almost the, pretty much the very best Cam, Cameron Munster, um, and he looks very integral to the style that they're playing. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised given that that the Storm are digging a bit deeper into the pockets because um yeah he's been outstanding this year and and I think if you take him out of that storm lineup uh it, it puts a bit of a dent in their armour.
1: Definitely and um I know I know there's been a lot of talks that he would like to go back to Queensland and the Dolphins are offering a lot of money. But we're just seeing everyone say no to the Dolphins left, right and centre. So Eventually, some big name they're targeting has got to say yes. Uh, it might be him, but I think it's hard to leave the Storm. I think it will all go down to whatever Bellamy's going to do, to be honest. I think if Bellamy mm-hmm. stepping, decides to step down at the end of the season and let someone else come in and he goes into that um, mentorship role that the Storm want him to keep, um, you potentially might see Munster jump ship then. I'm not sure. Um completely putting words into his mouth there, but uh we're just gonna have to keep our ear to the ground and hopefully we get news one way or the other um sooner rather than later and as he Paul say surely going to the Dolphins means two to three years of no championship challenge I think so um the storm obviously when they came into the competition was successful quite early on I think they won the comp in the second year I believe yeah. Um, I don't yeah. see the dolphin with the, the roster the Dolphins have got currently, it's not screaming championship material. Um, and I don't think just throwing a monster in there is going to fix that problem. But yeah, I think it's going to be a build. Um, and if there's one thing NRLs are right now, it's impatient. Um, we see it a lot with players threatening to leave and wanting to get out of contracts because they didn't get a start this week. Um, we had a similar talk last week about Schuster, apparently been upset that he wasn't in the halves when you've got Dale Cherry Evans' Kieran Four in there um, and was throwing his toys. So I don't know if you'll have any of these superstar-like players wanting to stick around for a slow burn. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a hard task for the Dolphins, but uh, we'll see. Um, next bit of news, uh, Bulldog Matt Dufty. Um, he's off contract at the end of this year. Um, and he's been linked with the Warrington Wolves and Super League after reports of no NRL clubs showing any interest in him at all. What's your take? I kind of thought he was going to be Super League this year, to be honest, um, after leaving the Dragons. But he he got his opportunity at the Bulldogs. I don't think he's been as bad um, as everyone's making out, but he hasn't been setting the world alight either. So it's Super League. And um, I think he'll do really well over there because they all do. Um, but what's your take?
2: At the risk of coming across a little harsh, yeah, I think Supleg's probably more his speed. Uh, um, yeah. He reminds me of um, Sam Tompkins uh, yeah. when he was over here at the Warriors. You know, that similar build, similar play style. Um, but I don't think he's going to – he's not going to pull the Bulldogs from, from the depth of the bottom of, bottom of the ladder and and – get them into challenging for championships. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that's where he winds up.
1: Yeah, and I see Jacko's commented saying that the Dolphins should be the Piranhas as they chase other club's players, but guess they have no alternative. Yeah, I think I want to put it on the NRL. The way the NRL have given them little to no time to basically, um, you know, it was almost this time last year we were talking about the team's that were looking they they kind of waited too long you think like the warriors and if all those other clubs had a couple of years to get everything sorted mm. and um you're kind of getting thrown in and saying just find players but legally you're not allowed to talk to 90 percent of the players that can play at this level because they've all got contracts elsewhere so they have to be a bit sneaky and sly um so we talked about it last week reese walsh said that he's not leaving but i was watching a podcast today that was still talking like he didn't come out and say that, saying they've got to throw everything they can to get Walsh there for next year. Um, So I I don't know. Um, I don't see that happening. But, um, well, speaking of the Dolphins, though, they have signed a player. Um, They've signed Panther um, player Robert Jennings on a three-year deal. Um, As we're just talking about there, they're signing a lot of these. I don't want to be disrespectful, but – Kind of not no names, but second tier players and they're still mm. looking for that marquee sign in Richie.
2: Yeah, you, you said second tier, I was gonna yeah. Roster fillers. That's that's what I was thinking. Um and that's that's kind of what this the signing is a bit of that too. I mean solid player, um but yeah, like you've pointed out, they still need they still need to land a big fish or two to to make sure they're competitive right off the bat.
1: Yeah um and then the last bit of news before I get into my new favorite segments of injuries and suspensions Jack Birds reportedly agreed to terms with the Dragons on a new deal um it's for two years with a mutual option third year added um originally they'd offered him only a two-year deal and that was that um which he rejected but this one now it's essentially the same deal but they can both agree on if he stays for a third um not a bad pickup for the Dragons um, to keep him on. I think he's been playing all right for them. Um, if you can call playing for the Dragons all right. <laughs> but um, what's your take on Jack Bird, rumored to um, extend his stay with the, the Dragons?
2: Yeah, if rumors are true, that's a good retention. He's a he'd be one of their better players. Um, so yeah, I think it'd be good for them if they if they retain him. Um, yeah, they should they should do what they can to keep him on.
1: Definitely. So that was all the the rumoured news that we had. So we'll go into injury reward. Um, unfortunately, it's still a, a big list, um, just like last week. Uh, the the top dog, um, unfortunately, is um, the Storm's Ryan Pappenhausen. Um, he tore his hamstring and also injured his PCL, which is going to see him miss four to six weeks. Um, a massive blow to lose a player like Pappenhausen. But the Storm are one of those teams where, you know, we're going um, in the next six weeks we're going to find like the next big fullback no doubt um but yeah hopefully he comes back quick um unfortunate for him and for you i guess it was really looking like he was going to get his opportunity to play for new south wales and um that's kind of been taken away at least for the first game now with this injury but um what's your take on on Pap? he's he's been amazing this year he's like 30, 40, 50 points of hitting anyone as the leading point scorer in the comp right now.
2: Yeah, I, I remember going back to last year when we were doing our predictions, Brad, I had him tipped as my daily end before injury, put an end to a big part of the season, and he was looking good for it this year, but yeah, again, it's injury's a cruel thing, and I know he's not the biggest biggest man in the world, but yeah, you've got to feel for him, he's, the form of his life, and, and he's picked up uh, picked up this injury sort of just when State of Origin was about to come knocking. So, yeah, you feel for him.
1: Yeah, so I'm just I am looking on my other screen. He's got 127 points so far this season. Next best is Valentine Holmes with 87. So he's 40 points ahead of his next competitor um, in terms of point scoring. So, yeah, he's had a massive year so far. And, yeah, Jacko's commented saying he's amazed the Storm kept him on um, after the injury for quite yeah. a while. Yeah, um it's I suppose hindsight's a beautiful thing. Um yeah. a lot of the players do try to play on. Um it's yeah, I it's not like they were at risk of losing the game, to be brutally yeah. honest. They were playing the dragons and quite dominant. So I think the moment it happened, I probably would have taken him off and made sure. Um, but yeah, hindsight. it's a, it's a great thing. But he's gonna be joined on the sidelines by his teammate Remus Smith. Um, he ruptured his pick and is going to miss 10 to 12 weeks. So um, another handy player for them that's um, going to miss a huge chunk of the season. Do you think losing these two is going to affect the Storm, though? Or it'll just be reset and keep going like they are?
2: I think to some extent it will. But also I, I think that the Storm, uh, a great team at covering this sort of thing. In saying that, these are two pretty key players. Obviously, Pappen, Pappenhausen is probably one of their best players. Uh, yeah. Remus, we saw what Remus did last year, and he's still in great form this year. Uh, but, yeah, a ruptured pecs, a nasty injury. So, again, thoughts out to Remus, and hopefully he, his recovery goes well.
1: Definitely. And um, we'll move on to the Warriors competition this week, the Rabbitohs. Their captain, Kevin Murray, has had a neck problem and was sent for scans. Um It's rumoured that it's going to be around three to four weeks. Um, A big blow for the Rabbitohs. They've they've already got Latrell Mitchell out. Um, Cameron Murray is kind of the glue that keeps that forward pack together. So it's unfortunate news for the Rabbitohs, but potentially good news for the Warriors.
2: Yeah, it has to be. You don't wish injury on anybody, but a Rabbitohs team without Cam Murray, I'm far more comfortable facing that this weekend. You say yeah. he's the glue that holds their forward pack together. I'd almost say this year he's glue that's holding their whole team together. They look like they're um, being really tested with their depth right now, especially with obviously Reynolds not there this year and and new coaching setup. So yeah, that's a big blow. Yeah,
1: definitely. And um, this is probably more for Simon here, but uh, Jared Croker from the Raiders. It's going to be out two to three weeks after injuring his shoulder. Um, we'll talk about it a little bit in the, the Raiders game, but I think it's a huge, huge loss for the Raiders. I, I like Croker, and he's a legend at that club, and I think it's just really unfortunate that he finally gets his opportunity to come back into the side, and then he's out again. So, um, huge loss for them there.
2: Yeah, I feel, feel really sorry for him, obviously. that's He's had a wretched time the past couple of seasons, and... It's nice to see that it's possibly only two to three weeks because some, some of the commentary, you know, you're starting to fear the worst that hopefully it's not the end of him completely.
1: Yeah. I Yeah, I feel, especially at his age. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, any any big knock could be the last one. Unfortunately, thankfully, it's not the case here. And hopefully he bounces back because you really want to see him end his career as a Raider on a high note. Um mm. So, yeah, fingers crossed he, he comes back um, better than ever. Um, also got Sam Verils from the Roosters. He's had surgery after fracturing his collarbone. Got no word on when he'll return. Um, but um, it's interesting. I looked at it because the, the Roosters, I was a bit concerned that the Roosters let Freddie Lussick come to the Warriors when I mean, they had injuries like that in their their hooker area. It's like – that a highlight on how bad Lusick might be? They're they're like, we we can do without him even if we're losing our other hookers.
2: I don't think it's that. I just think that they've probably got a bit more depth in that area this year. Um, You know, they've got a few options that... Nice. Um, They've got a few options that can slot in there this year and um, yeah, I think it's it's more down to their, their roster being in a bit more of a healthy spot than it was last year.
1: Yeah, they do have Connor Watson, who, who's yeah, quite exactly. handy. So, yeah.
2: um,
1: and then, yeah, last injury, um, Newcastle Knights, second row of Jack Johns, broke his arm against the Cowboys and is going to be sidelined for an undetermined spell. Um, it's, um, yeah, I, I we watched the game. It looked horrible when it happened, just completely mm-hmm. accidental. Yeah. Um, I think the Knights have been bad, but Jack Johns is a talented young footballer so yeah a huge huge loss for him and hopefully he comes back strong from that um but yeah um did you see it did you see when it happened
2: yeah it didn't look nice <laughs> yeah. i wouldn't want it to happen to me
1: yeah definitely so um yeah they were all the major ones there was a couple of other little ones but these are all the ones that i decided um were the most impactful on the teams so, um, yeah, hopefully they all bounce back. But we'll get into Naughty Boy Corner, uh, just as big. This, the, it was quite quite a busy weekend for the judiciary. Um, we'll start with the Sharks. So um, Jesse raymond has been banned for three weeks for his grade three high tackle um, when he, he tried to knock Ewan Atkins' head off with, with a shoulder. Um, and his teammate Will Kennedy has been banned for two weeks after his clothesline on Reese Walsh. Um, sure, you might want to cover it in the actual game, but um, what's your take on those two actions?
2: Yeah, fine with it, mate. I think, I think they obviously they were always going to pick up some kind of match suspension. Um, they both were pretty nasty looking. I was more surprised that Ramian stayed on the field for the for the game and only yeah. got 10 minutes. You know, I thought his one was probably worthy of a, of a send off as well, but. Probably just didn't get it, just didn't get it because Kennedy was already sent off. Otherwise, I think if Kennedy had not been sent off, I think Ramian would have gone.
1: Yeah, I I think it was definitely the the worst um, out of the two. Um, They were both bad. I I was, I'm biased as a Warriors fan, I was happy with it being a a red. but yeah, it's it doesn't help that um, Reese Walsh is four foot tall, so any any, any big contact's going to look bad. Yep. But yeah, um, worthy decisions there um, to see them sit some time on the bench. Lindsay Collins from the Roosters has been banned for a week for a grade two high tackle, um, and that was all the suspensions. Um, mm. Then we got a whole stack. I've got the list here of fines. So um, Dragon Francis Moldo has been fined three thousand dollars for a grade one crusher tackle. Bulldogs, the Bulldogs have got three. Joe Stimson, um, Tavita Pangai Jr. and Jerry Marshall King have all been fined $1,000. Um, Stimson and Marshall King for Dangerous Contact and Pangai Jr. for Contrary Conduct. Then Ryan Madison from the Eels has been fined $1,000 for Contrary Conduct. Cowboy Tom Gilbert has been fined $1,800 for a Grade 1 high tackle. And Sharp Toby Rudolph fined one and a half grand for a grade one crusher tackle. (laughs) A lot of fines there. Um, Any takes on any of that? Do you think the Sharks will um, feel it, not having Ramian and Kennedy?
2: Possibly. They didn't seem to notice them being missing during the game. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, we shall see. They're, They're traveling pretty well otherwise. Yeah.
1: All right, so that's Naughty Boy Corner. Um, I hope that we've got less to talk about in that segment next week. Um, but if it, it's a new new segment we've got, and it seems to be getting bigger every
2: week. So yeah.
1: we'll see what happens. But we may as well get into round nine, Richie, so I'll hand the floor to you.
2: Thank you, sir. So the first game of the week was the Thursday night game. The Broncos getting over the Rabbitohs 32-12. to Five tries to two for the Broncos. Corey Oates, Adam Reynolds, Sal and Cobo, Herbie Farmworth and Cobo grabbing his second towards the end of the game. Two tries to the Rabbits, both to Tane Milne. 12-6 at halftime. Adam, Re- Adam Reynolds putting on a bit of a show against his old club, Brad. What, yeah. what do you make of it?
1: I don't know how um, the Rabbitohs lost this one, to be honest. They dominated all the stats, but it just didn't reflect on the scoreboard. As you said, Adam Reynolds, um, he was fantastic in his first game against his former club. Scored a try, set two up, and went 100% at the kicking tee. Um, he was helped by a massive effort by the pack. I gave them no chance um, without Payne Haas and Kirk Capewell out there, but they stood up, and defensively they fronted two. Um, they had quite a few uh, try-saving efforts, but um, the Rabbitohs, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, errors again, but um, they made less errors in the Broncos, so I can't really pinpoint that um, either. They just look like they lack direction. Um, Cody mm-hmm. Walker can't do it alone and he needs his teammates to help him out. I know they don't have Latrell Mitchell. Um, will Mikarima add the spark they need? I don't know. Um, but it was the first time since 2018 that the Broncos have beaten the Rabidos twice in a season. Mm.
2: Yeah, I kind of t- touched on it earlier. The Rabbitohs just Without Reynolds, they're looking like, um, yeah, the longer the the season's going on, the more and more they're not looking like the same team they were last year. They're they're pretty much stuttering most weeks. So I've got fingers and toes crossed that that happens again this weekend, obviously. Yeah. But we move on to the Friday night game. This was a cracker, wasn't it? Raiders 14 over the Bulldogs 4. The Raiders... Avoiding the fade this week, two tries to one for the Raiders Elliot Whitehead and Matt Frawley, who was standing in for who was standing in for uh, Jack Whiten, who was suspended, and one try for the Bulldogs to Matt Burton. Chokes aside, Brad, this is a bit of a bludger of a game, but <laughs> the Raiders at least managed to avoid the fade. Sorry about that, Simon. Um, I know you like your Raiders. What did you make of it, mate? Did you manage to stay awake?
1: Oh yeah, I tried um the Raiders looked more composed um mm. I'll give them that um they were just missing the spark that Jack Wyden brings um but they got the job done so full credit to them um they've been on a a hell of a journey so I think win, good bad or ugly they would have taken it um Matt Frawley I thought played well um mm. and yeah as I mentioned earlier in the injury section um Croker I thought was great in his return until that injury I'm mm. um, real unfortunate from there um still not a great performance as you said it was a horrible game to watch um but the confidence this win will bring hopefully will get them back on track I know it will be good for Simon um Simon just said there as well he was wondering if they're going to have the fade I had that concern too they were 10 nil up at half time. I was like oh mm-hmm. we've seen them lose um, by more than that in the second half and the Bulldogs have players that can attack so um I thought they were in trouble. But yeah, full credit to them. They still can't score a try in the second half. Um, they managed to get those those two penalties, though, to help tick along. Um, but yeah, the Bulldogs, they just made too many errors and their attack's been so inconsistent this year. Um, one week they look like um, the most outstanding attacking team around. Next week they look like they don't even know each other. Um, Bur- I know Burden's new in the side, but he was brought to the club to direct the attack and he needs to do better um it's very hypocritical as a warriors fan right now but um yeah if the the Bulldogs keep throwing the ball away it doesn't matter how good you, you get your attack firing you're going to be in trouble um, which is what we saw here but they do have a great chance to bounce back this week playing the Knights so
2: yeah I I thought the Bulldogs had their chances in the second half they just yeah. they couldn't couldn't take it it was um almost reminiscent of some Warriors' performances we've seen. They upped the ante in the second half, but just lacked polish and ability yeah. to cross the line. So lucky for the Raiders, that that was the case, and they were able to avoid that fade. The second game on Friday was a lot more entertaining, probably one of the games of the year. I thoroughly enjoyed it. The Panthers finally losing at home. After how many games, Brad? Testing your knowledge, 21, 22?
1: Um, it was their first game they've lost at home since July 2019.
2: Yeah, it's been a long time. So the Eels getting getting the points here, 22 to 20. In a brutal game, four tries apiece. For the Eels, Clint Gutherson, Reed Money, Ryan Madison, and Dylan Brown grabbing the four tries. For the Panthers, Dylan Edwards, Taylor, May grabbing a double, and Spencer Lenu grabbing their tries. Um yeah, this was a brutal game, Brad, back and forth. Bit of controversy, obviously, with um, Kakao knocking the ball on, not getting picked up, leading into one of the Panthers' tries. But also, I thought, a Panthers' try getting taken away for obstruction, which was, you know, could have quite easily gone the other way. And yeah, uh, the penalty try, actually, to read money was, was a bit of a talking point as well. So lot a lot to unpack in this one. Um, what do you make of it?
1: Yeah, um like we've already used my, my knowledgeable stat about when uh, the last time they lost there, but um it was an off night for Penrith, but the fact that they almost still got the win, mm. um, yeah, they had a few calls go against them, a few calls went their way as well. Um, if Cleary's goal kicking was a bit better, they probably would have snuck home here. He, he was only kicking 50%. Um, the first loss had to come at some point. I just didn't expect it here. I expected it this week um, against the Storm, but the Eels are up for it. They're the only team to beat the Storm and the Panthers this year, but they've also had some shocking losses as well. So um, they can't afford to get too cocky here. Um, beating the two top dogs in the comp is great, but they've also lost to some of the worst teams in the competition. So they're kind of fluctuating like we're used to seeing them do. Um Gutho was great again. It was really yeah. hard to pick an eel that didn't show up in this match, honestly. Um, yeah, that knock-on from Kikau, I don't know how they let that one go. I thought for a second the Panthers were playing the Warriors with how the officials missed it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, um, full credit to the eels. Um, they they know to show up when they want to. They just need to show up every week. Um, and, yeah, Panthers, I think it, it's... You, you can't go, I don't like seeing teams go through undefeated because you learn so much from a loss. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. some teams like ours get a lot of time to learn. But um, yeah, I think they'll that'll take a lot from this loss. And it wasn't like an embarrassing loss either. It was a narrow defeat and you kind of need those nitty gritty games to prepare you for finals footy. I know we're still a long way off that, but Penrith are a team that are going to be playing finals footy. Um, you can put your house on it. So, getting a game like this where they have to get in the grind, I think is going to be more beneficial for them towards the end of the year.
2: Absolutely. Does it hurt you seeing Isaiah Papaletti play the way he's playing?
1: Nah. He needed a change. He needed a change. I know everyone talks about it at length about the Warriors players always doing better when they go elsewhere but it does go in other ways look at Josh Curran if we're looking at just current crop yeah Josh Curran was basically um welcomed by the roosters to leave and um it took him some time um he didn't go to amazing like uh, Papali'i did um but you look at him now and you you can't imagine a Warriors lineup without him in it Mm. um so it it goes both ways and sometimes like they say a change is as good as a holiday um and it, it seems to have worked for him. And um always like seeing Warriors players do well wherever they go.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um over the Saturday, Brad's Brad's second team. See Eagles getting the job done over the Tigers, thirty-six to twenty-two, seven tries. We saw some nice contributions from the Turbo brothers. So Burbo Ben Troboyovich grabbed a double. Um Ruben Garrett. Christian Tuipalotu, Deli Cherry Evans, Josh LIA, and Ruben Garrett grabbing another one, actually. That was a seven tries from Manly. And for the Tigers, Luke Garner, Tyron Peachy, Oliver Gilda, and Joe Offa-Hungawe grabbing the four tries. What do you, did you like what you saw out of your second team, Brad?
1: Loved it. I, I didn't expect the Tigers to get as many points, to be honest. Um, but I thought, um, despite the fact that Tigers got twenty-two points, I think Siegel still dominated this match. Um, the Dobrovitch brothers getting to play um, together is always good to see. Um, I think it was the first time they actually all got to start. They've all mm. played together before. But it was the first time they've all been named in the starting lineup. Um, Dale Cherry Evans um, kind of showed that he was in for a, it. Was his hundredth game um, at Four Points Park. Mm. Um, I believe the status, um, but he showed he was ready to play when, you know, the very first kickoff, they do a short one. Um, and I, I just felt sorry for the Tigers there. I was like, oh, you, you never expect that to be the first play of a game, I'm um, going for a short kickoff out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, Tigers weren't helped, you know, they they lost Ken Mamalo to an HIA. Um, Thomas um, McAuley also went off for an HIA and then they also had a Simbin. Um, so they were really up against it, but Tommy Turbo, um, God bless him. He he celebrated return really well. He had 230 running meters I got here, six tackle breaks and a try assist um, Yeah, real good performance from Sea Eagles. They'll want more of it, obviously, as they go on. Um, but yeah, I thought the Tigers looked good um, despite the loss. You know, if you had said they would lose um, 36-22 against Sea Eagles at the start of the year, you'd be laughing You're going, that's a 40, 50, 60-point game there um so yeah I thought the Tigers did really well against really good opposition um yeah great game to watch
2: it was yeah I yeah I think it just shows that the Tigers have come a, a fair way in the past few weeks obviously with with Hastings being there has had a bit of an effect but uh I kind of agree with you it's in the middle of their losing streak at the start of the year I think if this wasn't This was the matchup. I think maybe it would have been a 40-50 game, but uh, I think the Tigers have come a long way. Yeah. Don't don't have a lot more to add. You went into good detail for your second team, as as I expected. Uh, The next game was the Roosters given to the Titans. Titans are in a bit of trouble. 44-16, eight tries to three. Tedesco having a field day, grabbed a hat trick. Uh, Young Joey Suali grabbed one. Takiaho, Daniel Tupo grabbing a double. Suale actually grabbed a double. He grabbed one towards the end of the game. That was the eight tries for the Roosters. Three tries for the Titans. Both Fermor, Sam Lasone, and Herman Sese was the three tries. Twenty-four ten at halftime. to so the Roosters, yeah, one-way traffic. Brad, what did you th- what yeah. do you think?
1: Yeah, it was a dominant display from the Roosters here after a few patchy weeks. I know we didn't get to your question last week. Um, this performance kind of took that question out of the window, but your question to me was about you know, what's going wrong with the Roosters because they had some bad losses, some really scratchy wins. Um, I think, yeah, it was a return to form, which is what they sorely needed. Luke Carey, I think, really stepped up and controlled the match well. Um James Sedesco, as you said, he, he probably had one of his better games at some time for the Roosters. Mm-hmm. Um always seems to happen. You know, Origins coming around. He kind of yeah. remembers he has to has to earn his, earn his way. Um their defense though was outstanding. They kept the Titans from scoring when Lindsay Collins was in the Simbin, mm-hmm. um, which is great to see. Um, it was really just a performance the Roosters needed um as they looked to climb up that ladder for the Titans. They're missing some key players, but they just couldn't keep up with the Roosters. Um, they were leaving holes left, right, and center in their defensive line, and they were made to pay for it. Um, they struggled. With the ball in hand, they struggled to get attacking phases together, and it probably shows why they signed Foran. um They need that mm. experience here to direct the play. Um, so I know we both didn't put the Titans in our top eight, but they're really showing that they don't deserve to be there
2: either. You kind of just... Took out of my mouth what I was going to ask you, Brad. I was just going to say, they they snuck into the eight last year, so you don't you don't see them repeating that, repeating that no. dose this year. No, no I don't. Maybe.
1: I know I'll probably live to regret this. You'll you'll clip it, and just before <laughs> finals when they made the eight, you'll say, look what you said. Um, but I don't I don't see it um, at the moment. They just don't seem to have anything together, and they're they're missing a lot in the halves after mm-hmm. the Fogarty go. Well, Fogarty and Taylor. Essentially,
2: yeah, yeah, no, that's um, so that was that was the uh, one of the Saturday games. Moving on to the Cowboys getting up over the, the lonely Knights. Newcastle Knights 36 to 16, six tries to three. Tommy Dearden, Kyle Felt, Murray Talangi, Valentine Holmes, Jeremiah Nanai, and Helium Luki were the six tries from the Cowboys. The Knights actually managing to score this week after two weeks without getting over the stripe. Dominic Young, Jacob Saifidi, and Chris Randall were the three tries for the Knights. Knights actually spooking the Cowboys a bit, and we're up 16-12 at halftime, but couldn't keep it going for the for the full eighty. And then the Cowboys ran over the top of them, scoring four tries in the second half. Uh, would what do you like what you saw out of the Cowboys, Brad? What'd you make of the game?
1: Yeah, it did. Um, I saw a comment earlier from Lennox saying that he had the Cowboys' wooden spoon. Um, Mm. A lot of people did. Um, Neither of us did for some reason. But um, they're really impressing. Um, They're they're just rolling on, and it was a good win here. Admittedly, they're playing a team that's probably the worst team around right now. Um, But their forwards are dominant, and their backs reap the rewards from it. Um, Yeah, the Cowboys are really impressing me right now. Um, but yeah, the Knights continue to struggle. They were leading at half time. Um, it was a narrow lead, but yeah, their second half they just fell away. I really don't know what's happened to this team. We were watching them in the first couple of rounds when they're up the top of the ladder and getting um two good wins, and now they're they two wins, seven losses. Um yeah, they just look clueless. I I don't know what to say. Pong is still struggling, um, and the rest of his team aren't helping him. There was one moment in the game. I can't recall which try it was, but it was one of the tries the Cowboys scored, and it was just a kick through. Um, Ponga looked like he could have given it a little bit more to chase, and he didn't. He just trotted and watched them go. Um, I just don't see an easy game coming up for the Knights anytime soon, and the losing streak may continue all the way to the bye. Um, I'll be a bit facetious here and say they do luckily have a game against the Warriors before that bye, so... <laughs> They might get a lucky win there. I don't know, judging by how the Warriors... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond
0: and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or
1: more.
0: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. It's been
1: going, but yeah, it's it's not looking good for Newcastle.
2: Well, I think this weekend coming, I think they've they've got a game where they might they might be licking their lips. Um, they got the Bulldogs hey. this week, don't they? They do. Um, yeah, that'll be a humdinger. Um, yeah, so, yeah, other than that game, I agree with you. I think it's it's hard looking at the draw to see a big run of wins. That might get them out of the predicament they're in. But, yeah, it, being Warriors fans, we kind of need a team or two to be doing that so we don't occupy a bottom spot. <laughs> yeah. So moving on to Sunday, the Storm carrying on being the Melbourne Storm and racking up another 42 points this week after oh, they've already scored enough points for a season, let's be honest. Um, yeah, so Storm 42, Dragon 6, another another one-sided affair for the Storm. Seven tries, Brian Pippenhausen getting two, Nick Meany grabbing, Nick Meany looking really good, he got one. Jerome Hughes, Cameron Munster, Nelson Ossoffa-Solomona and Trent I'm going to butcher this, Lu- Luero. One try for Jack DeBellin for the Dragons. Uh, 12-0 at halftime, and they go on with it like they do. Easy money.
1: Yeah, my favorite game of the week. I bet it um, was. This
2: one.
1: Um, I, I had already gone, and we're going to talk about it very soon, but I'd already come into this match expecting my team to, to suffer a, a defeat. So I really wanted to see the Storm do what they did to the Warriors, to the Dragons. Um, didn't get to put as many points on, unfortunately, but I think the Dragons were never in this match. You know, they got that one try um, with ten minutes to go. Um, it, yeah, completely dominant performance from the Storm. I know Penrith have been, you know, the talk of the town until this week going undefeated, but I think the Storm are the top team right now. They um, they're the best. They just. Yeah, they can attack from anywhere. Pat, you know, he was fantastic, got injured. Nick Meany, you know, Nick Meany was unwanted by the Bulldogs last year, mm. and I think he's been amazing. He's playing fullback this week um, to replace Meany, so, um, to replace Pappenhausen, sorry. So it's going to be a, a, a big night for him. But I, what can you say about the Storm that we haven't already said? And what can you say about the Dragons that we haven't already said? Um, yeah just, I'm lost for words. Storm is just amazing
2: right now. <laughs> you mentioned Meany. It is actually crazy to think you're taking one wing who was, like you say, unwanted by the Bulldogs. You look on the other wing, they've got a guy who's come from a team who won the spoon within the last couple of years. Um, now he's the leading yeah. try scorer. It's, it's crazy what they can do with these players that From they can take players from bottom teams and turn them into world beaters, and they continue to do it. Um, It's that culture, the culture is is amazing 100%. It's the envy of the league, I'm sure. How they keep doing it, I'm not sure, but let's go tear the band aid off, Brad.
1: And say you want to just keep talking about this game and forget the last one, don't you?
2: Would love to, but unfortunately, we have to go there. Like, yeah, come on, stop. We're getting we're
1: getting there, we're getting there, Paul.
2: Sharks 29, Warriors 10, five tries to two, Nicholas Hines, Teg Wilton, Connor Tracy, grabbing a double, and Jesse Ramian. Rounding out the tries for the Sharks, two tries for the Warriors, Dallin Watini-Zalesniak and Viliyami (sighs) Valera. Where do you start? (laughs) Where do you start? Um, I'll let you start, Brad. Go on.
1: Yeah, great. Thanks. Um, it was an embarrassing effort from the Warriors here, really, to be brutally honest. Um, I didn't expect them to win as as you know, I picked the sharks. Um, but when Will Kennedy was red carded, I thought they had a chance. I was speaking with Paul before the show, um, the writing chat um that I'm involved with. They um you know, they were talking like, oh, that red card, you know, Warriors are in it here. And one of the things I said was, you can never guarantee a win when the Warriors are involved. Unfortunately, that's what we saw here. Um, they just didn't play smart. Um, they weren't forcing repeat sets. They were just throwing the ball around with little thought. Sean Johnson didn't step up. Several times in this game, he was flicking the ball on the last tackle to a forward. Um, just silly football. And I know I, I'm sick. It's becoming a meme on the show now that I keep trying to explain to Sean how to be a halfback. <laughs> um, I, I have never played as a halfback. Um but even I was seeing, like, there were so many times when they were getting into the Sharks' um, red zone and all you had to do was put a grabber through, force a repeat set. You are playing against 12 men. At some stages, 11, tie them out with defense, just back-to-back-to-back sets. If you're not getting the points, the points will come. Just keep the pressure on. But they were just throwing it around willy-nilly and, um, yeah, I don't know, they'll play, yeah, as said, played against 12 men, some stage 11. It should have been easy, but it wasn't. And they made it look like they were the ones with less players. The Sharks, mm-hmm. Nico Hines stepped up and did exactly what Sean should have been doing. And he, they were creating overlaps. The Sharks, with 11 men, were creating overlaps against 13 and making the, the Warriors look incompetent. Um, but, yeah, talking a lot about the Warriors there, but the Sharks... Um, I wasn't happy watching this performance, but full credit needs to go to them for um, what they did. They were outstanding. It was just that's a game um, coaches will re- record and show to their teams to say like it's they were it was basic football. Um, yeah. They just did everything you should do, and they did it right, and it worked. And the Warriors did everything you shouldn't do, and it, they they suffered because of it.
2: Yeah, I mean. You said it all pretty much, but the Sharks, just exactly. It felt like we didn't have the ball. Um, yeah. Their completion rate was crazy, 37 from 42. Uh, I can't remember how many, but they got plenty of repeat sets, and they played the perfect game plan ag- against the team with a numerical advantage. Um, what? What? One thought I did have, and I wanted to just make it a little discussion topic with you, Brad. I... <laughs> since you've already covered off most most of um, what what went on. Yeah. Um, I almost felt like once the Sharks were down a man, that it almost – I almost feel like the Warriors would have done better if it was 13 on 13. Yeah. Because I feel like they went down a man and went down another man for a period there, and it was almost like mental block off. Um, It'll just happen. Rather than make making sure it happened, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, so that was my thought. I kind of felt like we almost would have done better if it stayed thirteen on thirteen. What What do you think of that?
1: Yeah, I think they they mentally switched off. Like so many people that were watching the game, going, oh, "There's a red card. Okay, game's over. Um, mm. Surely the Sharks can't win here." And I think maybe the Warriors had that in the back of their mind too, going, "We got the advantage." you know, this win's easy. We got it. And mm-hmm. I think, I, I can't remember who it was. It was someone I watched that, um, on one of the shows on sky and they said like at halftime you saw like the warriors didn't look as focused. Um, but the sharks, they were all like listening and getting in. They were like in the grind and ready to go. And it looked like the Warriors were, like, what are we, where are we going for drinks after this boys type of mm-hmm. brooch? Um, Yeah, very disappointing, and it will be a game towards the end of the year that Warriors will look back, go on, and go. This is what cost us playing finals footy.
2: Hopefully not.
1: Hopefully not, but
2: hopefully not. Um, But anyway, that was that was the round. Um, Glad to be done talking about that one.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So um, we'll go into our our picks. Um, If you got our tipping leaderboard up, Paul. Um, he's trying to find it now.
2: You gained a you gained a game on, game on me, Brad.
1: I did. Oh, is Paul listening or is he? What's he doing? I don't know. There we go. There we go. So, um, Simon and myself both got six games out of eight. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think it was the upsets. We got the the Broncos wrong and we got the Panthers losing to the Eels wrong, and Richard, you also got, you picked the Bulldogs oh, I, t- I tipped a, the Raiders.
2: Yeah, I tipped a Canberra Raiders fade that didn't have, didn't eventuate.
1: Yeah, so um it means that I am still currently leading with 48 out of 72, you are two behind me now with 46 out of 72, and Simon's pulled you in after having a, a poor week the week before and he's only he's 44 out of 72 so still really close i i feel like you and i might differ We're on a few games this week so we could see either an increase in lead or um a new a new leader so we will check that out um on the show next week it will be interesting um but yeah before we move on to question time we'll bring up the ladder as well um so we've got a new a new top dog uh we've got melbourne First, Panthers are sitting just behind them in second place. Um, both same amount of points, but it's points differential. Separating them, Cowboys continuing to press, um, sitting at third. Sharks, after that win, um, sitting fourth. Parramatta uh, sitting fifth. Roosters are sixth. They'll still want to keep climbing, um, obviously. Manly, uh, still a long way away from my minor premiership prediction, but they're sitting at seventh. And then uh, the Broncos in the top eight, sitting at eighth, there. Um, and yeah, Paul saying that the big win over the Warriors helping the Storms' points differential. The last three games, really, of yeah, the last three. It. Um, the Rabbitohs are sitting just outside the eight at ninth. The Warriors, believe it or not, after their loss went up a ranking to 10th. Dragons are sitting at 11th. They've still got a long way to drop for me, um, to get my wooden spoon prediction right. Raiders sitting at 12th. Tigers sitting 13th, and then we've got uh, the Titans, the Bulldogs, and then your Wooden spoon Predictions, the Knights sitting where you want them to stay. So um, not too many changes there, really. A um, few teams got into the eight, and um, the Warriors got a little bit closer, believe it or not.
2: Yeah, you got to love winning without actually winning. So yeah. Um, <laughs> hopefully we leapfrog those rabbits this week
1: definitely and uh so we'll go into question time did you get any questions from anyone
0: paul uh we did but so uh, while i find those what i'm uh i'll, I'll, I'll throw in my question first so there's been rumors that uh, magic round might um leave brisbane and uh i thought you know a great place for it would be a place that is sort of uh, growing in its interest in rugby league take it to tonga what a great place for Rugby league fans to go for a uh, a little holiday and watch a whole bunch of um, whole bunch of games. Uh, what do you think of that idea for the Magic Round, or um, where would you take it?
1: I, I would take it to Auckland because um, I'm selfish and I want I want games. I've been to Tonga; it's not that great oh, that, a place. That, that,
0: that works so well for the uh, for the tens, didn't it?
1: What the nines? The nines. Oh, it, my, it worked sorry. well. It worked. It worked well the first year um and we only need the magic ground at Auckland for one year um I think taking it anywhere as long as it's not Sydney um would be great um but I think we were talking when you brought this question up earlier I think in terms of going to an island I think it will go to Papua New Guinea before Tonga um because I was being facetious but I feel like the majority of the Tongan uh, community that like rugby league either live in New Zealand or live in um, Australia. I think it's still very rugby union heavy in the islands. Um, But Papua New Guinea is the only country in the planet that has rugby league as their national sport. So if any any place that's going to get it would be um, there. And, yeah, Simon said he doesn't think Tonga have a stadium um, at NRL standards. But, yeah, I Um, think...
0: They've, they've got a, they've got a new stadium that's just because they, they didn't host any rugby union games for a long time because they didn't have a stadium but now they do so that was just um so yeah I think they've just recently got one for there was some sort of Pacific Island games or something they were going to host which is why they had to have the stadium ready
1: but yeah it's going to come down to money um you know Brisbane paid a lot of money to get Magic round for as long as they've had it so I feel like whoever offers the most money is going to be the place that gets it um but yeah, that's how it works. Uh, Simon also said uh, Adelaide, Adelaide would be a great place to take it to. Um, you want to? I, I feel like Magic rounds the kind of experience that you want to take to places that don't get league as much. Um, it's a real spectacle round. So
0: um,
1: yeah, as long as it's not Sydney, because Sydney has eighty percent of the games all the time.
0: Mm. I guess the other thing actually you were talking about before about expansion teams. Uh, if you're looking at putting an expansion team somewhere, how about holding magic round there once or twice in the run up to uh, to help build the audience in that certain that location as well?
1: Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Um as long as you yeah, if you can give that team a couple of years to get ready, yeah, like the two years prior to them launching, you have it there um, to help, yeah, crack buzz. But um you you've been quiet, Richie. Are you gonna actually input anything here or
2: Yeah, bring it here. Uh, the, the NRL owe oh, New Zealand some some games. What better what better um, thing to what better bone to throw us than a Magic Round?
1: Uh, you're going to be selfish and say Wellington, though, aren't you?
2: I wouldn't say no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a great yes, way mate. to open up open open up the new uh, Christ the new new Canterbury Stadium is to or uh, new Christchurch Stadium if they ever build yeah.
1: it anywhere in New Zealand, it'd be good Any, anywhere that's not that horrible stadium
0: called Eden Park. Well, yes, I agree on that one. Um, well, actually, I, there are some other horrible stadiums I was suggesting that it doesn't go to as well. But anyway, um, Robbie, ask you, how are your fantasy teams going, boys?
2: If I had one, it would be going awesome.
0: But um, I don't have one, um, to be honest.
1: My, uh, almost. I, I lost Cameron Murray and Ryan Peppenhausen this week. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it's going. Um, not as good as I'd like.
2: but It's going south. Um,
0: yeah, I feel like I'm I'm hitting on a decline. Uh, yeah, Simon makes a good point about yeah having to play the games late at night because of um, uh, obviously wanting to put it onto a good uh, Australian time zone for video for, for things and yeah you get complaints by um uh, by by the uh, Auckland residents or the uh, sorry the Eden Park Residents Association of five people um, who complain about late night noise anyway um the other question was uh from robbie was um what are so you looking forward to more the kiwis versus Tonga, or the warriors homecoming warriors homecoming
2: warrior warriors homecoming not to say i'm not looking forward to kiwis Tonga; i can't wait for that one but it's just been such a long time coming for the warriors yeah.
1: so. um as a paying season member that hasn't got to watch a game in three years i've been chomping at the bit so um yeah i can't wait to that homecoming um they're both going to be great occasions but yeah that's That's the one I've got marked on the calendar. Mm. Legitimately, Um,
0: yeah. You might want to, uh, you might need to sort of book yourself uh, the uh, that disabled spot because with your with your broken foot, though. So get in there. I'll
1: be healed before that happens. Fabulous. So,
0: Yeah, that's the questions from the live chat, boys.
1: All right, Um, we may as well do. I feel like we can probably do our question combined um, because I know we're pushing time. um, So. How about you ask your question, then I'll throw my part on the end, and then we'll just answer them together.
2: Sounds good. So what I wanted to ask you was, given our recent form, do you agree with the Warriors' lineup name for this week? And if you were Nathan Brown, what would you have done if you were in his position?
1: And then my question for you was, can you pinpoint what's going wrong with the Warriors and what you would do to turn their performance around? So we kind of had the same question a little bit. Um, So yours... um, We, uh, the Warriors lineup. In my review, I basically had the team how they've got it, except I dropped Villami Valia. So I had Adam Pompey coming back into the centers with Marcelo going to the wing, and I had Rocco Berry. They haven't really said, someone might know, is Rocco injured or was he dropped? Because he is still named in the extended. Uh, I'm looking, I'm looking to my left because I'm looking at the lineup. Um, he's still naming extended. So I'd say he's not injured, Yeah, but I think out of the two, I don't think either of them have been great, but I think he's been better than Valia. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would have changed there. If we had our full set of halves, I'd be putting Dejan Asi in the centers and dropping them completely. But um, Chanel still not ready um, from his testicle injury. So um, other than that, yeah, I would probably keep it how it is to be honest with who's injured. Um, potentially maybe have even moved you and Aiken back into the centers and um, kept Katoa or Murchie or someone there um yeah it's it's really hard um yeah so like Simons will he thinks Nathan Brown has the limit when it comes to teams um but yeah the bench rotation we didn't even talk about in the show he doesn't know how to uh Nathan Brown that is. Is really using his rotation horribly, um, leaving his, his big bopper of props off for too long. So that would be the first thing I'd do to fix it is make sure that um, Adam Fanor Blake and Matt Lodge are on for a bit longer um, or even staggered. So there's one of them on at all times.
2: Nice. And if yeah, you do want you want it. to? And how
1: would I pinpoint what's going wrong?
2: Um,
1: I think it's just accountability. Um, I think the, the players need to, to front up. Um, we want to keep firing the coaches left, right, and center. It never works. Um, I got into a heated argument in my household because they were saying they want Brown gone and they want Stacey in as head coach. said, right now, Stacey is the attacking coach, mm. and the attack is just as bad. So um, it doesn't give me any confidence that he's going to magically make things work. Um it's uh we talked about the storm culture. It's a it's a culture thing with the players. Um it's for too long they've been bad and it's been the coach that's been punished. Coach isn't innocent by any means either, but it's gotta come from everybody. Um and at the moment they're a bit more comfortable, I think. You can play poor, like Sean could have the worst game of his life. He's not gonna be dropped because there's no one to take his place. Um with the likes of Volkman and that there. Is there a little bit of a threat going? If Sean keeps playing bad, we're just going to throw the kid out there and see what he can do. You never know; it might show us some form. But yeah, what would what would you pinpoint? I've stolen stolen it.
2: Truth be told, I can't pinpoint exactly what's going wrong because I think there's problems. Everywhere? In, there's there are more than one. There's more than one problem for sure. Um, in terms of the lineup this week, and I've been wanting it from the start of the year. You, U and eight can to the centers. That's that would be my pick. Um, I think we have enough to cover the forwards without needing yeah. you in there. As good as he's been there. Um, I think we really need help out in the centers. You can really you can really see the inexperience out wide and and look what a eleven and twelve man sharks lineup did still putting overlaps on us. You know, we look all out at sea defensively, which is another thing. Defensively, our defensive coach
1: to Morgan. Morgan.
2: Um, He needs to go. Yeah, uh, I don't like to say it like that, but yeah, um, something has to be looked at there. The bench rotation, which is on Nathan Brown, I agree with you completely. Um, It's getting hard to defend that. So while you say you don't want to set coaches, um, I think we're a handful of poor results away from legitimately asking the question with it being such a result-driven uh, business. Um, yeah, it's just who do you put in there. There are a couple of candidates out there. It just would depend if we could land them. But,
1: yeah. yeah. If- I, I, know, I know we talked um, today um, when we were chatting, and I said, um, I believe the Warriors will give Nathan Brown a full year in New Zealand before they make a yeah. decision like that. Um I know no one's using the excuse of the Warriors are playing in Australia anymore, but until you take that grey area out of the equation, um, Mm -hmm. I think there's always going to be that argument um, to say, like, well, we haven't seen them playing in front of a home crowd um, in Mm -hmm. forever. Maybe once they're home, things will start getting better. But I think if they still do what they're doing now at Mount Smart, I think, yeah, his time will be up. But, yeah, it's what do you do? There's well, not there's not a lot of coaches out there. Exactly. Um, I know I saw comments about Shane Flanagan. He's still legally not allowed to coach, and I joked with you earlier. I don't I don't know if it'd be any good, but it would be interesting to watch a Warriors team on the juice play because um, that's <laughs> what he does. He likes to to get all the um, performance enhancing uh, things involved, hence why he's not coaching. But yeah, it's it's how long's a piece of string. What do you do?
2: Well, it's not all doom and gloom is the other thing I forgot to say. I, I really, As a silver lining, I really like what we're doing recruitment-wise. And I think when you start looking at next season's roster, we're not anywhere near as thin in the centres because you can add a bit more experience out there. Um, yeah. You've got Near Corey and Dylan Walker, Walker. who can cover, can cover out there really well. Um, and obviously, Metcalf. You've got the the new chaps that have Volkman. come in already, Volkman and, and Lusser for this year. So, I mean, recruitment-wise, I think Barnett, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's another great addition to the forward pack. So, recruitment-wise, I think we're doing a good job. Um, it just depends whether what you want to see. Do you just want to bite the bullet and and take another year of making no finals? And then ne- next year, if we're still going poorly, surely the coaches on so nice
1: you'd think so so yeah um that was great questions um so we we I know we're running long um thankfully there's not a lot of Super League to talk about so um we'll go into our our picks Simon gave his picks um while we were talking about the game so I've written them down um I just don't have yours yet so we will um that's the ladder uh, the ladder Paul there we go um they gave us a nice little pretty picture for Magic Round um I see Jacko still was talking about Flanagan saying we've the Sharks from nowhere to win the comp and the players love playing for him. Bring a tough no BS assistant as well. Yeah, I honestly don't think he would ever come and play our coach for us, even if we offered him all the money in the world. Um anyway. So we'll we'll just have to see what happens. Um but yeah, Friday night. We've got no Thursday games this week. So Friday we start with the probably the game of the round, the Bulldogs versus the Knights. Um, I have gone with the Bulldogs. Simon has gone for the Bulldogs too. I think it's really hard to back the Knights at anything right now. Um, I assume you're not picking your wooden spoon prediction.
2: I took the Bulldogs last week, and they really let me down. I'm going Knights. The, I Knights, have some, the Knights have some cattle coming back this week, some pretty good pieces to the puzzle, and they, they crossed the stripe three times this weekend, so they're trending up. Uh yeah, I see the knights getting this one to be honest.
1: Wow, picking your wooden spoon.
2: I know, um, I feel dirty. All right.
1: And then the second game on Friday, we have the Seagulls Broncos, which will probably be the official proper start of the round, if we're if we're gonna be honest. Simon and myself have both backed Seagulls here. Um I just gone back to my default if Tommy's playing, I pick Manly.
2: Yeah, I went Manly.
1: You went Manly as well? Um, yeah. I know Broncos are, are playing at home, but
2: I think And Manly, they're playing well, too.
1: Yeah, but Manly, I think, have really been clicking.
2: Yeah, agreed.
1: agree. Um, first game to to kick it off on Saturday is the Warriors versus Rabidos. Um, I've gone with the Rabidos, so is Simon. Um, I think you have to be a bit silly to pick the Warriors after that effort they did last week. Um, I know Rabidos have been patchy as well. Technically, if you look at the win-losses, these teams are on the same. Um, but I just don't have any faith in the Warriors right now to put a performance together, and I really hope I'm
2: wrong. Well, call me silly, Brad, because I went Warriors. <laughs> of
1: course, you did. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> the Rabbitohs have not been much better than us, I don't think. Um, and you take Cam Murray out, and that changes things even more. So, um, mm. I'm sure Cody Nicker-
1: a- yeah. yeah. Nickarine and- is going to score the match winner.
2: I feel it. Oh. Either that or he's going to disappear completely. So I'm going Warriors. Either way, okay. So
1: I, I'm liking it. We're, we're picking very yeah, different me too. Here, so yeah. I'm going to get a nice big lead. Make it um, second game on Saturday, we have the Titans-Dragons. I am an art on this, but it looks like Simon's followed my thoughts here. And we've both gone with the Titans. Um, I've gone with a similar. I know the Titans, they haven't looked good as well. Um, but I don't want to pick my wooden spoon like you.
2: I went mean Dragons.
1: You went Dragons? Oh, wow. <laughs>
2: I'm loving this.
1: Yes. I'm going to be big movements in the picking comp this week. Um, last game on Saturday, uh 100% game of the round. Um, Storm versus Panthers, one versus two. Uh, Simon and myself have both picked Storm. Um, I think I think the Storm, I know they don't have Pappenhausen, but I think they're they're just showing a lot more attack and you're not going to sit there and say Pappenhausen is the sole reason for how they've been playing well. It's been Cameron Munster and Jerome Hughes. So I feel like losing losing Papp is a big loss. But I think they're just too potent for, for Penrith.
2: Pappenhausen is a massive reason why they've been going so well. Panthers are going to bounce back. I've taken the Panthers.
1: <laughs> we, we're not <laughs> agreeing on anything this week. This is going to be cool. Yeah. Um, first game on Sunday we got a triple header on Sunday we've got the sharks and Raiders Simon and myself have both picked the sharks I think um, the Raiders they got that win but it's they're gonna need a massive effort to beat the uh, beat the sharks
2: yeah this is not the Bulldogs the, the, the I I can't see the Raiders doing the job here I've gone sharks there you go we we're, we're,
1: we're finally baked. agreeing again
2: we're, we're green again
1: the world's spinning as it should Um Second game on Sunday, we have Roosters Eels. Uh, Simon and myself both picked Eels. Roosters look good, but I think the Eels will come in um, with an air of confidence after that win and we'll want to put on a show. So I, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt this week.
2: Yeah, me too. I went mean, Eels. Be a great game, though.
1: Yeah. And then the final game, Tigers Cowboys. Um, if you told me uh, when I saw this originally before the season started, I thought this was going to be. Like the worst game of the round, but Cowboys are surprising everyone. Simon and myself both picked Cowboys. Um, are you agreeing with us or are you going
2: with Tigers? No, I mean Cowboys. They're irresistible right now.
1: All right. Um, so I'm just looking at. Oh, I can't put a cross there because it hasn't happened yet. So we've got a few games different. So Simon and myself have both picked exactly the same, but you disagree on us with the Bulldogs, Knights. Warriors, Rabbitohs, Titans, Dragons, Panthers, Storm. Yeah.
2: So we've got four that. games
1: different. So it will be interesting. Hopefully we, we see some some changes. Uh hopefully not too many. Hopefully just a big lead for me. So um interesting, interesting picks there. And um, should be a really good game of footy. Looking uh or week of footy, looking forward to talking about it next week. Yeah. But we'll go go into
0: I don't think I don't the, the NRL could have got any any luckier with the magic round than this because you got first you got fifteenth versus sixteenth, seventh versus eighth, tenth versus ninth, first versus second, sixth versus fifth. Five um, out of the eight games are teams that are next to each other in the table. So yeah, you say this is um, this should be we say touch wood a, a, a cracking round of, um,
2: of footy. Mm. It's a tipper's minefield this weekend.
0: Yeah. Which is, yeah, it's it's great. It's
1: great for the the sport. Um, it's going to be good. I'm just trying to find, I know Simon had put, all right, here we go. Um, he gave me some news because he's my source of Super League. Um, the uh, Rugby Football League agreed to rejoin up and set a new company with a third-party investment international business management group for 12 years. Um, the organization's name is the International Management Group. Um I'll, I'm going to do a bit more research on what it's going to mean potentially for the Super League moving forward. But, um, yeah, it's always nice to get um, some news from Simon there. Um, and, yeah, Paul, Paul's being nice there saying you guys can have a sleep now. There's not actually that much. Um, I'll, I'll take note of that Super League news, though, so we can discuss it a bit more next week because – Paul won't be with us next week, so we can go as long as we want. He's not going to kick us off early. Um, so we'll we'll dive into that a bit more. But the Challenge Cup semis are on um, this week. And, you know, we you made me predict if Wigan would win. When I said I want them to win, but I don't see it happening. But they did it. They defeated St. Helens 20-18 to 18 in what arguably probably should have been the Challenge Cup final um and then Huddersfield wiped the floor with Hull KR 25 to 4 which means that the final on the 28th of May will be Wigan versus Huddersfield and yeah Simon City did watch the Challenge Cup game with St. Helens or Wigan and it was a good comeback it's a great game I actually got to watch um quite a bit of it and I was worried for a bit and then then happy and there was all the emotions um great game um, but then we go into round 12 for the Super League, and we actually started off with the Challenge Cup match as a preview. We've got Huddersfield versus Wigan this week. Um, then we've got St. Helens versus Hull FC, Catalans versus Warrington, Salford versus Leeds, Castleford versus Haukeia, and then Toulouse versus Trinity Wakefield. So um, it'll be a, a good round, and yeah, great to see the Challenge Cup final. As a preview um, to kick off the round, mm-hmm. and see Fiona's um, jumped on and said she won tickets, um, so she'll be going to cheer the Warriors on. Um, nice, Nice. nice. Um, anything else you want to add, Richie, before we we clock off?
2: Yeah, don't forget, Brad. It's it's Ottersfield. It's not Ottersfield.
0: Bring bring the pom on to answer this. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna get me to find my mum's um. My mum's little video she did about the pronunciation. is my mum's from Yorkshire. Absolutely. Yeah. Audis 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 I apologise. Um, all
1: right. Well, that's it then. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in and joining us on the standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. For your weekly update on Rugby League, tune into the show next week at 8 p.m. here on Facebook or at your convenience on iArt Radio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Um, cheers for your help in the background Paul enjoy your week off next week and uh, cheers for joining me Richie
2: cheers mate, nice to be on with you
1: imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time